Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, August 31st. On this date in 1886, it was the big quake right here in Charleston. It struck at about 9.50 that night and had an estimated magnitude of about 7.3. It only lasted 60 seconds, but in that minute, it killed 60 people, caused numerous injuries, and caused more than $100 million in damage in today's dollars, according to History.com. People reported feeling the quake as far away as Cuba and reported damage as far away as Alabama and Ohio. That's definitely a historic moment we don't want to experience today. Let's switch over to the weather and check out the forecast from the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Finally breaking our pattern with cloudy starts over the past couple days and very wet mornings. Drier this morning. Small chance of rain as we head toward lunchtime with a couple hit or miss showers and storms this afternoon. Temperatures start out in the 70s. We're in the upper 80s at noon around 90 this afternoon. It's a little hotter as we get more sunshine and less rainfall. There won't be much rain to go around Thursday. Friday highs in the upper 80s. 80s, and then as we go into our Labor Day weekend, looks right now like the best chance of showers and storms to be on Saturday with a decreasing rain chance into Sunday and Labor Day on Monday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And let's check in on your morning headlines. Georgetown police are looking for the people who broke into storage units. Police sent surveillance video of one of the break-ins at the Apple Cool storage on Fraser Street a couple of weeks ago. Live 5's Anna Harris spoke with one of the victims last night and says she has concerns about the way the company who owns the units handled the situation. Denise Washington says she found out there were nine other incident reports from people who had their stuff stolen out of Apple storage units. Georgetown police said the thieves took all kinds of items, ranging from smart TVs and laptops to car titles. Monday, August 15th, Washington says she arrived to her storage unit to find the latch to the unit broken. She says she contacted Apple Storage to tell them something was wrong, and they told her not to file her own police report and they would take care of it. Washington says the company told her there were no other units affected. She says she ended up filing her own police report that Thursday. When asking Apple Cool Storage about these break-ins, they said they did not want to be on camera, but they released a statement. We are aware of the incident and have policies and procedures in place to respond if this type of situation occurs. Our facility is fenced and gated with 24-7 camera surveillance throughout the premises. We have shared our camera footage with Georgetown Police and reached out to any affected customers regarding the situation. In response, the police have increased their patrols in the area. Everyone should, like I said, check on their units, make sure that the unit is safe, and if someone did walk into the unit, contact the police department. Contact the police department first, then the storage unit second. 
Georgetown police say no arrests have been made yet in this case. In the newsroom, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. The Georgetown Police Department is also looking for a man they say is responsible for a deadly shooting. Police say Stevion Marsh is a suspect in the case and should be considered armed and dangerous. If you've seen Marsh or have any information about the case, call the Georgetown Police Department. Investigators say they believe he shot 51-year-old Cornelius Smith around 1 o'clock yesterday morning in the 2500 block of Prince Street. According to police, officers found Smith lying in a yard with a gunshot wound. He was taken to MUSC, but police say he died yesterday afternoon. The Williamsburg County Sheriff's Office is asking for your help to find a missing teen. This is 16-year-old Jeterius Daniels, last seen at her home a Friday on Damascus Road in King Street. If you've seen her, you're asked to call 911 or the Williamsburg County Sheriff's Office. That number is listed on your screen. Well, at the state house, a push to ban nearly all abortions in South Carolina has now cleared a major hurdle. Yeah, the House of Representatives passed that bill last night at the state house in a vote mostly along lines or party lines, but not without some conflict. Now, the legislation would ban most abortions, but it would allow the procedure to save the life and health of a mother. It also allows for exceptions for victims of rape and incest, but only before 12 weeks, and those crimes would have to be reported to law enforcement. Debate over those exceptions nearly tripped up the entire bill, as Republicans couldn't come to an agreement on if they'd vote to allow them. But after taking a nearly two-hour recess, Republicans came back and approved the amended version of the bill. We also understood that we needed to pass a bill for the state of South Carolina. Is that important to all of us? At the end of the day, we came back and we were unified, and got, we think we got a great bill for the state of South Carolina. Democrats proposed amendments to protect abortion access and to leave the issue up to voters, but both of those pushes failed. In somewhat of a surprise, most Democrats also voted against adding those rape and incest exceptions to the bill, saying it's not their responsibility to make better what they still view as bad legislation. Exceptions um, are not the answer. That is giving in. That's like telling people that that is the best that we can do. And the best that we can do is keeping our laws off of women's bodies. After a routine vote today in the House, the bill will head over to the Senate, which is expected to take it up next week. Situation. Governor Henry McMaster says he encouraged the General Assembly to listen to everyone's opinion and get all the information they need as they continue to discuss the bill. While the state's six-week abortion ban is not being enforced right now, he says it's still there. Uh, we have uh, our, the heartbeat bill, I, th I thought was a good bill. Uh, I think that the great majority of people in our state don't want abortion to be used as a, as a means of birth control. Now, Democratic nominee for Governor Joe Cunningham released the following statement about the passage of a near-total abortion ban in the South Carolina State House, saying, quote, Today, Governor Henry McMaster and his extremist allies in the legislature passed a dangerous and unpopular abortion ban that rips away women's most fundamental rights and freedoms. Under the bill, the government calls the shots for women, end quote.
Now, he did continue to say South Carolina women deserve full rights, not partial rights dictated by the men in the legislature. I will do everything in my power to stop this bill from becoming law, and I pledge to veto any bill that restricts a woman's right to make her own decisions, end quote. Local literacy nonprofit is celebrating a decade of helping out elementary school students in the Lowcountry. Yeah, in partnership with the River Dogs, the nonprofit will be center stage at tonight's game to share their mission and to find community volunteers. Our Lauren Quitlin joins us now. So, Lauren, what does the next 10 years look like for the organization? Officials with the nonprofit shared with me that COVID's impact on learning loss has been overwhelming. So, over the next 10 years, they'll be working to fix that gap for the most vulnerable students. Reading Partners initially started off as an initiative within the Charleston County School District to find a way to engage the community in the literacy problem that still exists. Over the last 10 years, they have grown and worked with over 11,000 volunteers and have helped over 5,000 students in Charleston and Berkeley County. Keisha Greenhoe with Reading Partners says over the next decade, they'll be working to interrupt the literacy crisis that students are facing. Reading Partners says today's third graders were in kindergarten when the COVID-19 pandemic first started, and third grade is the pivotal year where kids go from learning to read to reading to learn, and many have been set back. If you're behind, then it's, you know, it impacts your social studies, your science, your math, everything. And so we've got to get that foundational literacy skills for our students. And so really dreaming big for the next 10 years, uh, making sure that our school districts are supported. As Reading Partners continues to help students, they need your help as well. Volunteer tutors, the reason the nonprofit can provide their services. The nonprofit says as we are transitioning out of the COVID pandemic, they're looking for in-person volunteers, but virtual tutoring is still tutoring is still an option. In celebration of Reading Partners' 10th anniversary at tonight's River Dogs game, a former player and board member for Reading Partners will be sharing more information on what they need for this next 10 years. If you're interested in volunteering or getting these services for your child, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. It is International Overdose Awareness Day in the Charleston Center, Mount Pleasant Police Department, and Wake Up Carolina. They're partnering to host the Light the Way for Hope event. Tonight's event will feature Narcan training and a remembrance ceremony to honor those who lost their lives to an overdose. Molly McBride spoke with one of the coordinators of that event about why it's so important for the community. Molly? Yeah, in the last year, the number of overdoses have increased across the nation, with South Carolina being significantly above the national average. Caitlin Kratz, a program manager of the Medicated Assisted treatment program at the Charleston Center says in the last year there have been 330 overdoses in the Tri-County area, 222 in Charleston County alone. Kratz says tonight's event is meant to encourage the community to recommit to seeking treatment and support. It'll start with Narcan training where they will explain how to administer the medication and provide free Narcan kits. Kratz says Narcan is an opioid overdose reversal medication. She says it's safe and can be in the households of community members just in case. After the training, they will hold a remembrance ceremony where folks can have the names of their loved ones honored. On top of the Narcan training and remembrance ceremony, Kratz says simply feeling supported from your community can be incredibly helpful. Millions of Americans struggle with substance use disorders and even more so here in our community. So most people that have been impacted sometimes feel shame and don't want to talk about it. 
But when we have these events, people realize they're not alone. The event is at 7.30 at the Mount Pleasant Memorial Waterfront Park. Anyone is welcome and no sign-up is required. Reporting live in Mount Pleasant, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Celebrating a birthday today, singer Van Morrison is 77 and a birthday from a movie that has become an annual tradition for many families. Remember the villain Farkas from A Christmas Story? The actor who played him, Zach Ward, turns 52. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.